My name is Franco Ferrato. I'm the co-founder of PropMoto, and I just want to take a minute here to say thanks for joining us. Uh, we're about to have a, a chat with uh, uh, two very interesting people that have been working uh, in, in technology, property-related technology. Uh, we have on the line here James Hutton. He is the product manager of uh, Argus Voyanta at the Altus Group. And Dineker Dondi, he's the VP of Product Management at the Altus Group as well. Um, you know, the purpose for this call was to explore uh, something that I think gets a little bit overlooked often, uh, and that is uh, integrating with the cloud. A lot of property teams uh, have heard over and over again the importance of, of integrating with the cloud, and, and I think this often over gets, uh, this gets oversimplified. Uh, doing so isn't uh, always as easy as just uploading all your files onto this uh, big, magical, ubiquitous cloud. And uh, like any technology, there's lots of little details that can, that can cause problems. And one of the things that uh, I've learned in dealing with the Altus Group is that they have spent a lot of time uh, developing their Argus software, uh, understanding how property companies are able to use the cloud to, to make their processes better. So, uh, you know, starting off, I'd love to talk a little bit about uh, all of the research and, uh, you know, user information that, uh, you know, Altus and, and Argus have uh, been able to gather. Uh, and so maybe, Dineker, could you start off a little bit talking about, you know, uh, what research you did to understand how to integrate data into the cloud and, and, and maybe what surprised you when you did, did this research? Yeah, Franco, um, first of all, happy to be here. This, this is a great conversation, and I'm always excited to talk about topics like these. Um, to just kind of give you a background, uh, obviously, Altus Group has over 6,000 customers um, that use our software, different kinds of solutions that we offer in the, in the marketplace. And a lot of our research went into talking to our 6,000 software customers in the CRE space, as well as new prospects and, and new markets that we hadn't identified. Uh, one of the things that I really like to say is nothing really surprises me in terms of um, what we see in the industry anymore, right? We, we've seen that, we've seen a lot of creative ways CRE professionals have become highly efficient at fixing inefficient processes and, and using solutions um, to try to get to their end state. Um, from particularly our research around understanding what type of value a cloud solution can give our clients, we really took away three things, right? We, we saw that across the board, CRE professionals um, have to work harder than necessary to do their job, right? For one, they deal with fragmented information, which means they have to pull data from different sources and different people, which means going back and forth um, through, those, through those processes, and it becomes a little inefficient. Um, the second thing that we also learned was um, the lack of, standard formats in the CRE space, um, which, which kind of results in a lot of manual work in, in keeping data across different systems in, in, in alignment or in check or in, um, you know, in, uh, in, in that level. Uh, mm -hmm. And then the third thing we also learned was that CRE professionals have, have different priorities and timeframes, and they're often dependent on each other. So your broker is dependent on your analyst, and your analyst is, your asset manager is dependent on uh, your underwriting analysts, and so on and so forth. So there's a lot of back and forth um, in terms of dependency and getting this information, and this results in having like misaligned or transactional relationships. So when we think about that research, we, we said a lot of these challenges could be solved 
uh, by cloud solutions, by being able to provide uh, a, data, a consolidated data system with robust integration capabilities to move data seamlessly back and forth and support some workflow functionality that enables you to collaborate efficiently with different users in your, in your space. Yeah, I think that's uh, something that we've heard a lot from our readers uh, and you know our our contributors as well is the important uh, the importance of of collaboration and how you know clouds uh, uh, architecture can really help facilitate that. Um, but again, I think one of the things that is important to point out is that it's not as simple as as going into the cloud. I think we call it the cloud uh, as if there's some kind of singular online, um, you know, ephemeral depository that we can put all of our data on and, and have it uh, easily accessed. But, um, you know, there are a lot of a lot of nuts and bolts that I think you've kind of mentioned some of the, um, the formats might be different, the data formats. Uh, and also there are a number of different clouds, right? Uh, there are uh, the kind that obviously we have Google Drive that people have been using for years, but I think uh, a lot of different companies like yourselves are creating kind of their own cloud. You know, what are the, some, some of the things that you learned and, and how, how can our listeners understand uh, how the cloud can be best used and, and which kind of options there are for them? Denica, maybe you want to take that one again. Sure. Um, so... We've, we've kind of talked about different clouds, as you mentioned, right? Everybody's creating their own cloud solution or everybody's creating web applications that are, that are all cloud-based. And uh, people are, are asking, you know, is all the data in, this, in the right place? Um, and that's when it gets a little tricky, right? So when we ask our end users um, to say, hey, think about our cloud as a different cloud from, say, a Yardi cloud or an MRI cloud, we kind of lose them right there. Um, so instead, when we, when we try to talk to our clients or when we talk to our prospects, we try to get them to think about the jobs that they do, uh, the functions that they use, and the information and the data that they need to actually do those jobs. Uh, we then say, okay, we're going to group all that functionality, that information that you need, and that data that you need into a bucket and really position our offering as a workflow-specific application, right? And and uh, people then quickly understand when you, when you position it that way, when you say an acquisition person needs uh, pipeline data, needs deal management data, needs the model data, um, and the information to collaborate with uh, the investment committee or the acquisition uh, lead, when you bucket all of those things and say, hey, this is all going to be in, in one specific cloud, then people start getting that uh, position better, and they quickly start to understand that there are different buckets of repositories and different buckets of information for different functions, and, and then start making connections on how you need information from one bucket to go into another, and they start thinking about the integration possibilities and the capabilities. It then becomes easier for them to understand that it's beneficial for them to not worry about managing that data uh, themselves or, or being stewards of that data, but let application providers and software providers manage those challenges and build those seamless data flows between the different applications that they use. Um, and then they start thinking about the bigger picture on their assets, right? Now they say, okay, now I have all this, now I don't have to worry about the data, now I'm only worried about applications and functions. How can I use these things um, to, so I can source the right information, so I can see the performance of my asset in different applications? And, and even just general 
insights that they hadn't thought of previously. Yeah, I think you make a really great point, uh, is that a lot of technologists talk, uh, you know, about technology for the take, sake of technology, but, you know, when you look at the property industry, here's people that have been, uh, as you say, finding really creative solutions to have, you know, very, very, uh, you know, busy workflows and, and, and do a lot of work in a little, a little amount of time. Um, and, you know, I'm sure when you decided uh, to go about understanding how to build your, you know, your cloud applications, you probably did uh, quite a bit of, uh, of, of asking uh, to find out how these teams are currently using the cloud. Um, you know, maybe you could talk a little bit about um, how some of your clients are putting uh, data onto the cloud. Uh, James, I know you've had some experience with this, so maybe, maybe you can take this one. Sure. Well, let me give you a couple of examples from, um, from my world. I look after Argus Voyanta, which is a cloud-based solution that we offer CRE funds. And a pretty common use case for that is that you have a fund manager who outsources the management of their properties to, to multiple external property managers or, or JV partners. And uh, what they need to do is get leasing and financial data about all the properties that they manage uh, from those third parties um, so that they can track and manage all the uh, performance of the properties. And what we let them do with uh, Argus Voyanta is um, to give a screen out to all of their property managers and then the, the property managers can use that screen uh, to submit all the uh, leasing information, the rent rolls and the, the financial statements about the properties on typically a monthly basis. And then the result of all of that is that the, the, the fund manager then has all that data in the cloud and then they can use that uh, to drive all of their internal modeling and uh, reporting. Um, and another example from um, the products that I manage, uh, we're going to be um, releasing an API, a cloud API, later this year for our Argus Enterprise product. And what that'll do is it'll let our customers uh, pull data automatically um, into their Argus Enterprise model, um, into the cloud uh, from their internal property management systems. And then that'll let them drive all of their, their models again uh, in Argus Enterprise from, from the data that they're pulling through that API into the cloud. That's, that's really interesting. And, you know, maybe let's talk a little bit more about this API because I think, you know, this is something that we have uh, explored a lot with our editorial. You know, people, people who aren't, um, you know, versed in technology, uh, the best way I think about uh, an API is, is kind of a, a, direct, a direct link between two data sets where they can push and pull data between each other. Um, you know, it sounds like uh, this will be able to, uh, you know, really reduce the amount of work and probably uh, the amount of errors that happen with kind of um, all the bringing in data from, um, from one application or the other. You know, which, uh, which applications in particular will you be uh, looking to, to work with and, and how do you think that's really going to help uh, property industry people, uh, you know, make better, uh, you know, better workflows? Yeah, I think I think you put it pretty well. An API for those of you who who are unfamiliar with the terms, just a way for two pieces of software to to speak to each other. And um, what we're very excited about is the possibility of offering a standard productized connector uh, between 
our solutions and um, some of the other leading vendors in the space. Um, I can say that we've been working very actively with, with Yardi. That's probably one of the number one things that our customers ask for is, is um, uh, just a straightforward and automated link to their Yardi systems. And, and that'll do exactly what you said. It'll just mean uh, that instead of having to uh, key information manually or um, uh, worry about errors, you, you, you'll have the ability just to flow your Yardi data straight into your Argus Enterprise model. Uh, we're working with another, a number of other vendors as well. Uh, VTS is a, is a vendor that um, uh, we, we're in conversations with, and it's a very common request. And uh, it will be an open API. Uh, anyone will be able to use it. So um, people who want to build their own integrations as well using that API will, will have the ability to do it. Yeah, I think that's an important distinction to understand how this is something that is uh, easily, uh, you know, buildable because as uh, we said earlier is every property team has, you know, their own kind of focus, their own workflow. You know, we all kind of deal in different areas and, and have different structures. And so I think it's important to understand that, that this is something that can kind of be tailored uh, to each, uh, you know, each use case. And you know, I'm wondering as as you did your uh, you know research, did did you see some of the the difficulties that teams were having with these cloud-based applications? I mean, one of the things that we kind of pushed back against is this whole idea of of integrating the cloud. You know, there's so much information out there, kind of saying, oh, you know, why wouldn't teams integrate into the cloud? And it's you know, this is the future, but. I think when you actually have to sit down and do it, you notice that there are a lot more difficulties than uh, people want to talk about. Um, you know, Dinegar, did, did you kind of notice any of these uh, any of these struggles that some of your clients were having? Yes, yeah, certainly. I, you know, there there is a long term vision that IT teams and, and, and most of our clients have, which is we don't want any infrastructure. Everything has to go to the cloud because that's where everything is. That's where everything is connected and it's protected. Uh, so we've we've certainly move past the traditional barriers around the adoption of cloud, um, particularly in our industry. I think that's not really a, a pressing issue here at the moment. We, we obviously have to do things where we, you know, the IT procurement vetting process that happens around moving to the cloud and making sure that your applications are, um, you know, have the industry standard security and availability practices and things of that nature. So. That not, is not necessarily a big deal, but when we start thinking about moving to the cloud, we start thinking about the perception and the challenges and the fear that, that a business has. So I want to answer that question in, in, a, in two different aspects. One of it is from a, from a CRE business aspect, right? And, and for the CRE industry, there are, when we did a research, there was a lot of perceived notions that that you know, customers or the CRE companies are sitting on tons of this data and they're still trying to figure out how they need to use it to their advantage or how they're going to try to use it to uh, build a business advantage. Um, and then when we talk about, hey, we can you know, help you by delivering cloud-based applications, it starts creating this unsubstantiated fear, in my view, um, that, oh, these software companies are coming in, they're going to transition to the cloud, they're going to take all the data that I'm sitting in, and they're going to deliver this value and sell this back to me and potentially diminish my advantage because of selling it to, um, to other competitors of mine. So this type of challenge and this type of viewpoint, we, we as software vendors have to take that responsibility to educate um, and, and show the, the responsibility that we have as, as guardians and stewards of their data and how we protect it and how we use the value of these cloud-based applications to help 
provide better impact to your business, then you can and, and build it in a faster rate. Um, the, the other piece that I would say is an experience from an Argus standpoint. Um, and this one I will specifically talk about Argus Enterprise. And as you know, we have over 4,000 customers that use our Argus Enterprise application, which is a desktop on-premise solution. And this platform, which we've been working on for years, has been considered and is considered the industry standard solution. And what people have done is they've taken our solution and they've established business processes around them and, they've, and functionality around the current implementation of it, which is on its desktop. So a, a lot of the challenges that we see from an Argus Enterprise transition is around ensuring that we add significant value to our clients um, via the cloud, um, which is what we're doing in terms of what um, um, James mentioned with the APIs and building that connectors between common solutions that our clients use, but also by providing some real-time web-enabled reporting and functionality and, and help them make those data-driven decisions. Mm -hmm. um, and, and those are some things that, that we want to continue uh, building out. Right? Yeah, I mean, that's very interesting, and I, I think it brings up, um, you know, a next point, which is I think talking about the cloud as if it's the only place the data is stored is also a little bit disingenuous. Uh, you know, we've said uh, on-premises. This was called on-prem a long time ago. Um, you know, and I think that there, it's important to understand now that uh, a lot of cloud solutions are, are really hybrid solutions, right, where they have some of the data on-premises in, in um, you know, what used to be mainframes but are now, you know, probably just computers uh, throughout an organization and also on the cloud. Uh, maybe you could talk a little bit about, you know, uh, what are some of the reasons uh, to have this kind of hybrid solution and why do companies still need to have some of this data on-premises? Yeah, uh, and certainly the, that, that challenge is not specific to someone, someone like Argus who's got, who's got a product that's been used by 4,000 people. We've also seen the same challenge with Microsoft and their offerings of, of Word, Excel, and so on and so forth, as well as Adobe and, and even Dropbox, which, it talks, which is primarily around data safe storage and data sharing capabilities. Um, a key reason for, the, for people having two different instances or having their data in the cloud and on-premise um, is to try to uh, reduce the disruptions to the client's business. Um, so again, taking Argus software as an example, um, as I mentioned earlier, a lot of our clients have been using our solutions for years and have planned resources and defined processes around the way it is implemented or designed today. Um, and you know, they build these custom integrations that go access the data that is directly sitting in their system, um, and they need that to have for reporting purposes to continue their business processes, right? And they need to continue to do that until they can switch over to a pure cloud solution. So how do we not disrupt that process? Um, in other cases, um, the, the way people use software doesn't go away, right? So for example, Excel that's not going to go away. Users still want to pull data from browser-based apps or cloud-based apps into Excel so they can manipulate it and they can read it, that data, in the manner that they, they are used. Right? So you want to be careful in, in disrupting these practices and these usabilities because if you try to restrict them from doing what they're always used to doing, you tend to create this sense of abandonment or you tend to create this 
sense of feeling where the clients sense that you're not prioritizing their usability um, over the functionality that you deliver. So as product teams, we, we always have to ensure that there's a right balance of value that will help pull clients to our cloud environment, but deliver solutions um, that will eliminate the barriers of adoption by addressing the usability and addressing the business process challenges. And that's really been our objective with the Argus cloud solution that we've been working on uh, over the past year. Yeah, I mean, I can't tell you how many, uh, you know, uh, new new technology integrations have probably failed because they tried to kind of reinvent the wheel. I think your your example of Excel is a great one. People, you know, it's it's locked in at this point. It's it's the QWERTY keyboard. People have been using it for so long. It's pretty straightforward. You know, some people are are, are masters at it. So to expect them to kind of throw away a whole lifetime worth of practice with this tool and, and adopt something else, I, I think, is, is a little naive. Um, so, you know, obviously going to the cloud uh, is, has a lot of advantages. I think having, you know, a large teams be able to push and pull data seamlessly, it it's really makes a lot of sense. But I know that a lot of our readers are, are also worried um, you know, about staying organized. And I think everybody's had that problem of having a, a Dropbox or a Google Drive, uh, you know, files that are just everywhere and everybody calls them different things. Uh, you know, what have you guys noticed about different techniques to help uh, organizations stay organized uh, as they start kind of opening up a cloud solution to have multiple users? Uh, James, have, have you seen anything on this front? Yeah, I mean, your, your analogy of... Um Google Dropbox getting disorganized is uh, is one that's pretty familiar to most of us, right? When you have a team collaborating on a document, emailing multiple versions of that document around as it goes through multiple drafts, collecting comments, and you know that can quickly become pretty chaotic. And if you look at commercial real estate business processes, you see exactly the same problem occurring, right? For example, when you have teams of asset managers collaborating on producing a budget, when you have appraisers who are gathering data from a whole bunch of different sources to produce evaluation, you get exactly the same uh, types of problems occurring. And going to the cloud can actually really help address that challenge. Um, so first of all, it can uh, help put in place just a central store where a team can go to to get the information that they need so that there's no ambiguity about where to find the data that they need. But I think more fundamentally, um, Cloud-based software can help teams put in place review and approval processes so that uh, there's a structured way to manage multiple versions of data and so that it's clear which versions of data are, are final and approved. And, of course, one of the other things you can do with cloud-based software is automatically to create audit trails so that you can always see uh, where changes came about, who made them. And... Um, it can also enforce access restrictions to data so that um, you can be sure that only authorized uh, people are tracking and uh, viewing and changing data. Yeah, I mean, that's something that the software world has been doing for a long time, right? Any change gets tracked. Who did it? When When was it, uh, when it was done? You know, I'm wondering, James, if, if you've seen companies that will have, uh, you know, maybe one person who is responsible for being... I guess, the librarian of these kind of data files, for lack of a better word. Yeah, absolutely. So in my world, which is, which is Voyanta, uh, what we've found is that um, 
the implementations work best and are most successful when a company assigns a person to be, as you say, the, the librarian, so that you have one person uh, within the company who's, who's responsible for making sure uh, that the quality of the data is good, that the governance processes are being followed. Um, you know, there's only so much at the end of the day that, that software can do. It can really help um, uh, teams streamline processes, but, but at the end of the day, the processes have to be in place and enforced by, by people within the organization. And if you've got one person within the organization who's, who's charged with that responsibility, then uh, you're going to be most successful. Yeah, yeah I, I think there's an interesting point that I wanted to make there is, you know, we've, we've talked to some large companies that, that deal with a ton of this data, and we've noticed that a, a lot of these large CRE companies have started uh, identifying and hiring resources around that are called data stewards, uh, and that's certainly helped them be more successful in being able to um, collaborate and collect this information and, and be the, the right uh, director for uh, the data that's being rendered. The, the other interesting point that I wanted to note was, um, I, I read this in an article somewhere and I can't recall which specific one it was, but a lot of data scientists that are working on new solutions and analytics, not just in our industry but across different industries, a ton of their time is spent on collecting data versus actually um, using that data or actually working and analyzing that data to make better insights. So obviously being cloud-based solutions and building out broader solutions that is multi-tenanted in our environment, we make it easier for people to collect their data, whether it's structured or unstructured, and help build uh, the right outcomes from it, right? Yeah, yeah, I think that's a, a good point. And, you know, going back to kind of having the steward, I think some of the things that I've seen is that people assume because the data is distributed that, uh, you know, the, the accountability is as well. And I think it's important to have someone who is accountable to make sure everything stays together or else you, every, you know, everybody kind of assumes someone else is going to clean it up, someone else is going to rename it, uh, someone else is going to double check. And, you know, I think that having those kind of dedicated stewards to, to really look after it and be the one that, that has to be in charge is, is important. You know, as we're, uh, we're approaching our 30-minute our mark, um, you know, I, I wanted to kind of look forward a little bit. I know you guys do a lot of working with teams and a, a lot of understanding how the property industry is, you know, the nature of the work they're doing is changing. You know, maybe you could uh, talk to me a little bit about, you know, what, what you think the future holds for um, not just the way that the cloud integrates into the property industry, but, you know, how the property industry uh, as a whole will, will, will change its, its, the way it works in the next, you know, five to ten years. And Dineker, you want to start with that one? Yeah. Um, I think the future is less about, you know, the cloud, but more about the automation and intelligent software and insights, uh, particularly in, in our industry. Um, like I said, I, I, we've noticed that people aren't necessarily thinking of software as tools, but they're, they're thinking about it to help make better decisions, and they're becoming tech-enabled companies. Every, every CRE company is becoming a tech-enabled company. So we're, where we are as application providers is that we're in this race um, to provide client solutions that, that help them make better decisions. Uh, we're seeing that users are making... Um, technology an indistinguishable piece of their daily routines or, or even their business process. 
uh, it's almost second nature uh, for them to collaborate between users um, within applications itself um, and use real-time analytics of data and, and solutions that, that fit specific needs um, and their ability to help achieve the highest time to value by going into market quicker. Um, and, and the cloud is really a prerequisite to all of this, right? The mobile accessibility, the APIs that we talked about allow for you to access your data and your information and the functions that you want to do on it through different systems from anywhere and, and in real time. Uh, most importantly, um, cloud gives us, um, application providers such as Ulsys Group, better insights into how people are using our solution. What, are, what functionality is used, what functionality is not being used, and where are there certain challenges where people aren't able to um, do their job more effectively. And these kind of insights is what we will be able to learn and, and continue to iterate and improve upon so that we can deliver better value to our clients. Um, whether it's you know, functional suggestions or data insights. Um, and, and we can always solve very interesting problems. I'm, I'm just very excited is that we're taking this industry standard functionality that we have with Argus Enterprise and we're moving it into the cloud. And once we move it into the cloud and, and understand the insights and the data, we could solve for a lot of um, use cases that we couldn't uh, today. For example, we could um, help warn users particularly analysts, when they're creating a valuation model, that the market rent that they're putting in uh, for a leasing assumption is way off, considering, you know, for the asset type or the region that they're actually modeling that data in. We can't do that today, right? Or it, even with Acquire, which is our new application that we deployed, we can, we can save our acquisition professionals a lot of time by helping them create investment committee-ready presentations um, using all the pipeline info and the deal info and the model information all available in a single system, right? Something that, we, that it, it takes a couple of days to do today. So those are the kind of use cases that I feel as application providers we need to deliver to our clients to, to stay relevant in this space. Yeah, yeah, I know benchmarking, uh, like you were saying, is something that comes up a lot uh, when a lot, of, a lot of our editorial or a lot of the questions we get from our readers, um, and I think will be a huge part of the kind of the future of, of CRE. Um, you know, how, how about you, James? What have you seen, and, and what, what are your predict predictions for how, you know, the property industry might, might change the way that it works in the near future here? Well, uh, I guess to second a bunch of Dinica's points, um, you know, I, I think one of the things that is most exciting for us is um, uh, that we can get new solutions out uh, so much faster once we have all that data in the cloud, right? So um, it, it's the ability to um, uh, to take data that's there and, and really iterate much, much faster than we've been able to do in the past. And so I think it's just increased uh, pace for us is, is the most exciting thing. Well, I guess that's uh, plenty of work for you guys in, in the near future here, then. It's good, uh, good job security, I'm hoping. <laughs> <laughs> well, great. I just want to thank both of you for coming on. I think this has been a really interesting conversation. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I want to thank all of our, our listeners, and, uh, and please, please feel free to join us next time for our next edition of uh, PropMoto Conference Call.